Hey y'all. Hi everybody. I'm Zakia. And I'm Georgette. And this is M-A-D-E. Mother and Daughter Empowerment. and welcome back to our channel uh we are excited to be here with another episode yes ma'am yes and today we're talking about he made it official <laughs> we're going to be talking about Zakia's proposal and engagement journey yes yes so i guess i'll start with a little bit of history um about me and my fiance <laughs> I love saying that word. Um, so yeah, uh, well, his name is Vincent, first of all. We call him Vinny. We call him Vinny. Um, and so he slid in my DMs <laughs> on Instagram. And uh, I really wasn't like, you know, I wasn't looking for a man or anything. So I was really cool on him um, when he slid in my DMs. But the way that he did it was so respectful. Um, you know, he was so sweet. So I was like, okay, he's nice. Let me at least respond. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, we ended up just like having a conversation in there and eventually exchanged numbers. Um, and the rest is history, as they say. Um, we've been together for almost four and a half years now. So we've experienced a lot of life together in those four and a half years. Um, when we met, I was in law school, um, and he was a huge support to me during that. Um, he also was in school for a large portion of our relationship. Um, and so, you know, I've supported him through that. We both have moved a good amount during those four years. So I was in Winston-Salem and then moved to Raleigh. Um, in that time period, did a little bit of time in D.C. for an internship, um, and he was in Columbia, moved to Charlotte, and has lived a couple places, South Charlotte, North Charlotte, um, so we've experienced that together. Um, like I said, a lot of life, you know, he was there uh, as a huge support for me um, during your cancer journey, for sure. um, and he has experienced a couple deaths in the family that, you know, I've been able to support and be there for him through that as well so um yeah I think you know we we just decided a while ago that we wanted to really be intentional about moving towards marriage and um so we've tried to put in the work to do that yeah and I think that's you know that's a good thing you know the the, the things that you've been through are things that a lot of married couples who've been together for a long time haven't even experienced mm -hmm. but I think it's great that you all have already experienced some of those things so that you get to see all sides of a person right um, because you know the, the dating side where you're putting on your best foot you know your best face all the time yeah. um, is one thing um, but life isn't like that you know so life throws you curveballs and so you've been able to see each other in, in stressful situations situations mm -hmm. you've been able to see how the other person needs support during death right um you know and those are really big um big and important things because everybody needs different levels of support you know and so it's good to know before you make a full commitment to someone whether it's something that you have the capacity to do sure you know because some people need a lot of hands-on support when they're in stressful situations and some people just want to be left alone mm -hmm. and depending on how you interact with that or how you um 
deal with those situations, it could make a stressful situation even worse. Yeah. So it's good to know that you guys have been through some of that so you know how he is when it deals with, you know, comes to death. You know how it is when it comes to stressful situations, you know, mm -hmm. going to school, um, graduating, looking for a job, you know, all right. those things are really stressful um, times and so you see how to support each other through that so Absolutely. I think it's great that you guys have had that opportunity it's unfortunate in some ways sure um, you know death cancer those are not things that you wish on anybody but right. um, on the other hand it's great that you guys have had the opportunity to kind of see each other through those storms yeah yeah well so I guess we can jump into the proposal story um, so that happened uh, on February 14th Valentine's Day Valentine's Day Love day <laughs> and um, well to back up a little bit before that I knew that uh, Vincent had come to Columbia to talk to my parents um, a little while before that I don't know about how far a couple weeks or a month or so but um, so I knew that. So, you know, I kind of had this idea in my head because we had talked about, you know, working towards marriage and all of that. I had this idea in my head that it was going to come soon. So on Valentine's Day, I kind of was like, okay, this would be a cute day for him to do it. Um, and so anyways, for, for that evening, he had planned a dinner for the two of us and also his friend Herschel and Herschel's girlfriend Issa at our uh, favorite Korean barbecue spot in Charlotte. Moa. Hashtag. Shout out to Moa. Moa love. Um, so yeah, so we went to dinner and for some reason in my mind, I thought that if it was going to happen that day, that it was going to happen during dinner. You know, so I'm thinking like the dessert thing, like I'm going to take a slice of cake and a bite a ring or, or somebody's going to come out with a, a plate and reveal a ring or something like that. So when we went through uh, appetizers and entree and dessert and nothing happened, I was like, okay well not today that's fine <laughs> um and it was completely out of my mind so um Vincent had set it up so that his friend's girlfriend Issa would ask me if I wanted to take pictures because he knew I was gonna say yes to that <laughs> I don't turn down photo shoots um so yeah we went to the lobby of the restaurant as we were leaving and we took some pictures and I had was so engrossed in the pictures that I had no idea that Vincent Hirschl had snuck off to go you know get his nerves together and prepare um and then he came out and I was taking a picture of actually another couple and I didn't even see him. He came out and got behind me and got on his knee and I turned around and there he was. And I had no idea. Um, I didn't have my glasses on and I'm blind. So when I first turned around, I was just like, oh, why is he on the ground? This is weird. Um, and then I noticed like, oh wait, he's on one knee. He has a box in his hand with a ring. This is a proposal. <laughs> okay. So it took me a couple seconds to get it. But, um, yeah, he was on his knee and he said his little, his sweet speech. And I think I said yes about 10,000 times because I was trying to remember to make sure that I didn't get so overwhelmed that I didn't say <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, so that's the story. And I called my mom and, you know, family and friends after that and. Yeah. yeah, and the thing about it is that he did. He came and he talked to us uh, very respectful and did everything the right way. He did come and talk to us and ask for our blessing, mm -hmm. you know, um, for him to propose to you. 
and um, told us everything that he had laid out. And he had a whole day of activities laid out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the devil gets busy when you're about to be blessed. Right. And so it was supposed to rain that day. But I think it was supposed to, like, have some showers in the morning. And it was supposed to move out or whatever. Well, um, <laughs> of course, because, you know, things would be like they are. Um, it rained all day. And it didn't just rain. It was like a deluge. You know, <laughs> just like constant, hard, heavy rain all day long. And so I didn't know if he was going to go ahead and go through with it or not. Um, and I was trying to find out because I was anxious too down here in Columbia. And so I wanted to text him, but I was afraid to text him because I was like, she's at his apartment. What if I text him and his phone is just laying down and she sees it and she's like, why is my mama texting you? You know? And so I, I remember texting him some cryptic message like, is it a go or, or let's go or, you know, something that I thought, well, if she sees it, she won't be suspectful of anything. And, um, but it'll be enough for him to like, you know, give me an update. And so, um, so he didn't respond initially. So I was like, oh, you know, well, maybe he's decided, you know, to change his plans and, you know, and maybe do it another day. Um, or whatever. And then finally he did he did respond to me and basically he wrote something cryptic back to like, you know, it's a go or something like that. And um, so I knew, you know, and this was early in the day, so I knew it was still going to happen. And like I said, what he had laid out for us was a whole day uh, full of activities. And so I'm thinking, okay, so they should be at the park for the proposal by now. <laughs> And all day I waited and I waited and I waited and nothing, nothing, nothing. And I thought, well, surely she would have called me. And I'm like, I can't call her. She'll know something's up. <laughs> so about nine o'clock, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go to bed. I mean, obviously the rain impacted things. Maybe he's going to do it tomorrow um, instead or whatever. And so I took my shower and, and got ready to relax for the evening. And then at about 930, I get a text from Zakia, And it just says in all caps, Mom! <laughs> and so I wrote back Z <laughs> literally and um then she she called me she FaceTimed me or whatever and you know she told me what had happened and how it had gone down and um and then she um um you know sent me the the video and the, the pictures and stuff and asked me if I knew and I of course I knew <laughs> um so yeah so it was it was really nice it was tastefully done. It was done in a way that's going to be meaningful and memorable to them. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's exciting. And we have already, you know, gotten into wedding planning and all that stuff. So, we wanted to update you all so that you'll know because we'll probably bring this up in future uh, episodes for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we didn't want this, this episode to be just about, you know, me and the proposal. We kind of wanted to have a larger discussion about women and uh, marriage and the relationship between mother and daughters. It relates to preparing for uh marriage and all of that so um i i know one of the things that i kind of wanted to talk to you about and maybe ask your uh opinion on is i've seen a lot of stuff lately um a lot of discussions lately around whether or not your 20s is too young to be getting married and there are kind of people in both camps i tend to believe that um you know there's not really an age that's too young outside of like you know a kid. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, once you become an adult, there's not an age that's too young if you've reached that level of maturity and have 
decided to embark in, and, and you understand the serious uh, nature of marriage and all that, that, you know, if it works for you at this point in time in your life, then there's no reason to not do it just because you haven't hit a, a number yet. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, um, you know, I know people that um, got married in their 20s and have stayed married for 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. You know, I know people that waited to get married until they were seasoned yeah. um, and they couldn't make it work. You know, conversely, I know people that, you know, met, you know, at a, a, a mixer or, you know, an event or something and locked eyes across the room and it was love at first sight and they've been together forever. Yeah. Um, and then I know people that, you know, again, lived together for decades and finally decided to make it official um, in marriage and it didn't work out. So, you know, I think it has to do with the individual, um, both individuals, because a marriage is the merging of two individuals. Mm -hmm. And so each individual has to be at the point where they are ready. And that doesn't really have an age, I don't believe. Yeah. You I know, agree. I think that, you know, there are mature, uh, you know, 18 year olds and there are immature 50 year olds. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it has to do with age per se, but it does have to do with maturity. It has to do with you know, wisdom, experience, um, you know, a, a lot of individual components that need to come together before someone makes that decision. And for some people, it happens a lot sooner um, than others. All those, um, you know, stars line up um, pretty quickly and they're ready. They're on a trajectory where they're ready to make that move. And then for other people, it takes a little bit longer, um, you know, they choose to take a different path. So, yeah. No, I agree with everything you said. And sort of a related um, discussion or conversation that we can have that I've seen brought up recently, too, is uh, related to the idea of like aspiring to marriage and whether or not that should be or can be something that a woman wants. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like it's a little judgy, you know, like I feel like people, because we have this, you know, um, newer idea of like women being able to chart their own path and not having to follow the traditional role of like aspiring to be a wife and aspiring to be a mother that people feel like you can't do that also like you know like I'm very much you know I very much so care about like reaching certain levels of success professionally and financially and that's not the more traditional role for a woman but at the same time I've always aspired to be married and to be a mom and all of that. And I think that you can do both, but what yeah, do you think? Um, you can do both, no doubt, um, in this day and age. I just think, you know, times have changed. There was a time where very traditionally um, men and women had very traditional roles and mm -hmm. the man was the breadwinner and yeah. he was the one who was responsible for taking care of the household financially. Right. And the wife was the one who was responsible for raising the children and keeping the house. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the traditional role and people didn't veer from it. But you know, with the advent in the 60s and 70s of feminism and women's rights and things like that, I think there was a shift um, where women began to get into the workforce mm -hmm. and they began to enjoy more of their independence right. and realizing that they could um, make money and travel and do some of the things that they'd like to do and still, you know, push off having children or getting married a little bit later and, you know, and still do that too so that they can have it all. And I also think that society is a lot more accepting um, of a woman's role in that way now. And yeah, so, sure. you know, um, there are lots of um, 
marriages where the husband stays home and raises the kids and the wife is the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I think you have to find what, what works for you. But, you know, in America, we tend to uh, bend towards societal norms um, and pressures and things like that. And, um, but I do believe that as a whole, people are a lot more accepting of, it's become more um, prevalent and seeing women in the workplace or seeing women who, um, you know, have careers and no children or maybe not even get married, you know, who have mm -hmm. long-term relationships, um, but don't, those, those don't lead to marriage and that's okay. So I don't think it's a, a judgy thing. Now, surely there are people that judge that. Um, but there was a point in time, you know, back when, you know, baby boomers, and I'm kind of on the teetering, the edge of baby boomers and Gen X. So I have some very traditional values, um, but I also have some very progressive values as well. And I think there was a time when it was almost like you had the scarlet letter. If you were a woman who was, you know, in her thirties and you didn't have children and you hadn't been married, it was like, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Like you, like, like there was a problem. Um, and now that's not so much the case. Women are getting married later. They're choosing to have children later into their 30s, into their 40s. Um, and even beyond that, I've heard. Um, and then some women are choosing to have babies without being married. Um, they're choosing surrogates and they're choosing, um, you know, to freeze their eggs and um, to bear babies later after they've done the things that they want to do as a single person. So I think um, there's a lot more tolerance, I guess, is the word I'm looking for for um, different different ways of doing things um, now than perhaps have been done traditionally in the past. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that completely. Yeah, and you know, another thing um, that I wanted to share is that with regard to the mother-daughter piece of it or whatever, for a mother, you know, there's nothing more I want for my daughter than for her to be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, I want you to find a mate, if that is your desire. Mm -hmm. You know, I want you to find a mate that completes you, that, that complements you. Um, and I think part of the way that women and daughters learn to do that is by watching their mothers. Mm -hmm. And so it's important for mothers to understand that your daughter learns from what she sees you do. Right. Not from what you say. You can tell her all day, don't choose this type man. Don't allow a man to do this or treat you in this way. But if she witnesses you being treated that way or she witnesses you doing something that conflicts with what you're saying, I assure you the thing that's going to stick with her is what you did, not what you said. Because actions speak volumes, right? Actions speak louder than words. And so as women, um, we have to be very uh, mindful um, that our daughters are always watching. You know, that's why when they're little, they try to put on your high heel shoes or, you know, if they get into your makeup, they've seen you do makeup, they'll try to do their makeup and stuff. You know, they, they live to emulate their mothers. And so it's really important that mothers take that very seriously in modeling behaviors that show their daughters how a woman should be treated in a relationship. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And I think, um, you know, something to that point what has always been a, a big thing for me and has become more so important as Vincent and I have moved towards marriage and are now engaged is um, understanding the role that that your experiences play in your relationship like your experience of other relationships play in your relationship and so for us 
that's been really important and it's something that's been brought out through personal counseling and couple counseling and you'll hear me talk about counseling a lot I'm a huge proponent of it but um you know like Vincent and I both grew up in different households different types of households so he grew up in a household with both of his parents um who you know have been married and are, are still married and that doesn't mean that everything's been perfect in their marriage that he's only seen good things and not bad things or whatever um but it's different than the experience that I have in um seeing how divorced parents interact or in seeing how you know your relationship with Daryl is different from my dad's relationship with his wife um and it's been important for us to understand how that then has transferred onto us and the way that we interact the way that we do things with right. each other so that we can be mindful of like building our own way of being married you know and, and kind of picking the things that we like that we saw out of our parents relationship and correcting the things that we didn't like that we saw out of our parents relationships um so i i think to your point it's really important to just be aware as a parent that it is impacting how your child will also then uh build their relationships as a child being aware of some of the things that you do and where right. they come from good or bad or otherwise you know that they may come from what you've seen um and then being willing to kind of like express that with your partner and, and work through that with your partner and be vulnerable and open up and share those experiences with them so that you all can create a way of of being together that works for you Right, because, you know, no two relationships are the same. Right. You know, so my relationship um, that you've witnessed with your father will not be the way your relationship will be with Vincent. You mm -hmm. know, the relationship that you've witnessed with Daryl, your stepfather, will not be the same exact relationship. But the goal is for you to show, for me to give you examples or for you to be able to see how a wife should be treated mm -hmm. you know how an ex-wife should be treated mm -hmm. you know not to allow um myself to be treated in a manner that I know again is going to transfer to what you believe is a correct way of being treated right and so that's what I mean by you know modeling the behaviors and making sure that you're very mindful of the things that you do you know it's yeah. not that your kids shouldn't see you uh, disagree but you have to have a healthy way of disagreeing you know, because well, they will just have know that if it's not healthy, that they're going to pick up on that. Right. You know, so because because, you know, I think and I think you might have mentioned this earlier. Sometimes it can be hard to control how you do things, right. <laughs> you know, even if you know that your child is watching. When emotions are involved. Yeah. Yeah. It can be hard to to always micromanage and make sure that it's presented the quote unquote right way. Right. But just knowing that whatever way it comes out, like I said, good, bad or otherwise is going to be potentially picked up on and maybe emulated by your child or whoever else is, is watching and learning. And, you know, if you have a good relationship with your daughter, you know, like Zakiya and I have a very close and very open, honest, transparent relationship. So there's nothing she can't ask me. Or if, if I do something that I deem to have been a mistake, I have no problems coming to her and explaining to her, okay, this is why I did this, said that, reacted in this manner or whatever. Now, Disclaimer, your kids don't need to know all of the intimate details of your marriage and your relationship. I think right. that can also be detrimental in some ways because they carry on the burden of the emotions that you carry. And for daughters, it's mostly from their mothers. And for sons, um, it can be the mother or the father because sons who are really close to their mother, like mama boys, mama's boys, um, 
they can really, really become very protective of their mothers. And so if they witness things that are less than positive, it plays out in one of two ways. Either they emulate that behavior in their relationship so that they are treating the women in their lives inappropriately, or they become so jaded about the situation and so protective of their mothers that they're afraid to even leave her side or to allow her to have a relationship because they feel like they have to be, you know, her protector. And so, you know, girls traditionally learn how a woman, a wife, a girlfriend should be treated from their mothers. They watch their mothers. Oh, he always, you know, kisses her goodbye or he always, you know, opens her door or whatever it is. And, um, and it sets an expectation and the same for young men. So they watch what their fathers do or whatever father figure or male figure that they have in their life that's a mentor to them. And that's how they learn how to treat um, their significant others. And so again, as adults, as the parents, it's our job to make sure that we're doing the best that we can to emulate the positives. Because again, all I want for my daughter is for her to be happy. I want her to be treated well. I want a man to respect her, you know, to trust her, um, you know, so that they can build the best life um, that they can together. Yeah. And the life that they build together may not be the one that I would build. Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully the foundational things um, that I've demonstrated or that she has witnessed over the years will help her to have a, a positive experience where that's concerned. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, this is this has been exciting and it's been a moment for us to reflect on things like this and, and talk about things, you know. Um, I'm always seeking her advice on stuff, especially when it comes to how to how to navigate moving into that wife role, you know, that I'll be doing very soon. So this has been a fun time for us to continue like some mother daughter bonding and, you know, because planning the wedding and getting to that part I think is as much something that I've been looking forward to as as you have as well mm -hmm. so I think we're both really excited to have a lot of these experiences going forward absolutely absolutely so the the wedding planning has um has started and uh like she said we're really excited to have that journey and to merge the two families yeah and to get to know the other family and for them to get to know us um because we've got a long long relationship ahead of us that um, you know will be be filled with lots of good times so yeah. we are um we are excited so i'm excited that he decided to make it official yes. yes so let us know um like i said we wanted this to be a discussion that was more broad than just what's going on with me so let us know your thoughts um you know ask me questions that you may have and i'm sure we could go on and on and on about this sort of stuff sure. so um, if we get enough um, engagement from you all, uh, then maybe we'll come back and answer questions um, on here or, or have more discussions on here based off of the opinions that you all share as yeah, well. Yeah, we could do a Q&A. So, yeah, that would, uh, that would be great. So make sure that you follow us on all of the social media platforms or on your favorite social media platform. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and YouTube of course and Spotify and Apple podcast um, and many other podcast channels so yeah. if you don't happen to subscribe to uh, Spotify or Apple um, there are other platforms that we're on as well so we hope to uh, to see you in our next episode yeah we'll see you next month all right <laughs> thanks for tuning in bye